0: Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. "O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, this honest, adulterist or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you the latter went home justified not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'd be willing to bet that most of you at one time or another have been to Hobby Lobby. See a few heads shaking. Many of you more than once. Many, many of you many, many times, I'm sure. When you may know that Hobby Lobby was owned by a devout Christian who would not let his store be opened on Sunday, would never allow his uh, daily hours to exceed 8 p.m. Also, so his employees could be home with their family and on Sunday, hopefully, attend church services. And if you have been there, you know there's a multitude of Christian items there, from crosses to prayer plaques. And that's all by design as well. Hobby Lobby was owned by David Green and became the largest private arts and crafts retailer in the world. And I should say, he was the founder and CEO because last year, he gave his company away. And of course, that begs the question, why would he do such a thing? He had this to say, in the mid 1980s, I went through a period where i had grown proud, thinking that I had the Midas touch, and I nearly lost my business. God had to show me that he was the one who granted success. I realized that all my success had come from God, and I was just a steward, a manager of what God had entrusted to me. God was the true owner of my business, and that stewardship gave me a greater responsibility. I wasn't just to take the profits of the business and use them just for myself. What a decision. You know, each and every day, we all make countless decisions. And every day we see people in the news who have made very, very bad decisions. Decisions that often change countless lives and cause unbelievable suffering. And every once in a while, we hear about one of our own favorite people, people that we like, that are behaving badly. Maybe it's a coworker who we find out has been stealing from the company Maybe it's a friend who suddenly is spending lots of time alone with someone who's not his wife. Maybe it's a family member who is emotionally or physically abusing his spouse and his children. And when that happens to someone we like, someone we know, maybe even someone we love, we know that they have fallen from grace and that makes us feel sad. And we often say to ourselves, how could they do that? They always thought he or she was one of the good guys. Of course, we tend to simply divide people into two distinct categories. There are good people and there are bad people. And each of us clearly falls into one of those. We are moral or immoral, loving or cruel, generous or stingy, honest or dishonest. And since there's only those two options to choose from, Most of us absolutely have no trouble putting ourselves in that good category. We work very hard to keep ourselves good, but doing what I like to call moral gymnastics, somehow we make our own dishonest, selfish, and immoral decisions seem not near as bad as other people's. We convince ourselves that the lies we tell are simply stretching the truth. We defend our own lack of generosity as simply planning for our future. We call our moral acts and choices freedom. And we get so good at these moral gymnastics, we almost never consider ourselves to be the problem. We don't have anything to do with what's wrong in our world and in our society. We really don't need to change. After all, we're one of the good guys. And after determining that we are good guys and justifying our own not so moral actions and inactions, What do we do? Many times, I'm afraid, we're like the tax collector. We come to church to thank God, to thank Him, that we're not like the rest of humanity. And my friends, that puts us in a very select group, one which gets lots of special attention from Jesus in sacred scripture. Unfortunately, it's just about the only group that Jesus seems to have a real serious problem. Because you see, tax collectors, prostitutes, leopards, immigrants, thieves, even murderers, Jesus seems to easily accept them. He's kind to them, he compassionately reaches out to them, and he draws close to them, despite society turning away from them. But what of us who are convinced of our own goodness, convinced of our own righteousness, convinced of our own moral superiority, well, it seems that Jesus has a great problem with anyone who thinks that way. They're about the only people in scripture to who Jesus really gives the peace of his mind. People who harbor thoughts like that disappoint him and can even make him angry. And that, my friends, should tell us all something. Yes, the Pharisee praying in today's gospel, he had it completely wrong. Way too often, I'm afraid, though. We might get it wrong, as well. The one who had it right was the tax collector, who stood off at the side, afraid to even raise his eyes to heaven. And there was only one thing that weighed heavily on his conscience. Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The fact is, there really aren't simple good people and bad people. There are sinners, and there are more sinners. There are people who sometimes make bad decisions, people who do the wrong thing, sometimes over and over again. There's a very thin line between the simple prayer of the tax collector and the arrogant prayer of the Pharisee. That line is what we actually call humility. And it takes great humility to get rid of the Pharisee that's within each of us. I don't think any of us can pretend that we have never thought of ourselves as superior and better off than others. And how often have we condemned our neighbors simply because we believe we are smarter or we make better decisions? Sometimes I've heard people say, well, look at him. He can't even manage his own family. Or just look at her stupid children, like mother, like daughter. But if we can pray for people the same way we condemn them, we can change ourselves and change our world. If you are successful in your marriage, your business, and your family is doing well, well, certainly stop and thank God for his grace. But brothers and sisters, we are all tax collectors. We are all sinners. We all have cheated God and men. And let the simple prayer of the tax collector encourage us all to make a move for change. For the only pathway to holiness is to acknowledge our sins. Let the words, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner, become part of our daily prayers. For when we humble ourselves and daily recognize as we are sinners, then God pours his grace upon us. Then we can find a little humility You know, when the owner of Hobby Lobby was asked directly why he gave away his billion dollar business, he simply humbly and replied in just three words, I chose God. Today on World Mission Sunday, I ask you to choose God and make a decision to support the over 1,000 missions and missionaries around the world. Through the work of these churches and their witness to Christ, The poor receive practical help and experience God's love and mercy, his great hope and peace. So please share the bounty God has bestowed upon you today. And I pray that each one of us will one day humbly acknowledge that we are nothing and have nothing without our Lord and Savior. And I pray that after making any and every decision in our lives we can all honestly say, "I." chose God. O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner.